0: Welcome back to Everyday Economics, the podcast that helps you learn about the economic world happening around you every day. I'm your host, Chris Krug, president of 501c3 nonprofit, nonpartisan Franklin News Foundation. Everyday Economics, a production of America's Talking Network. You can subscribe to all of our podcasts at americastalking.com. To support Everyday Economics, please make your tax deductible charitable contribution by clicking the link in the show description. We are recording today's episode on Monday, December 18th, and Dr. Orfe Devaghi, PhD economist, is, of course, with me dr O this is a pretty big week for reports data and information coming out we're gonna get you know a handful of things that are going to drop into our lap what are you most looking forward to what am I most looking forward to hmm
1: that's interesting I'm I, I gotta say look I'm excited about the holiday season and looking forward to housing absolutely killing it in 2024 that's what I'm excited about that's all I think about right now
0: yeah, I get that. I get that. The data reports on the horizon, though, in this coming week. What what's coming out, and and what are you looking for? What do you what do you? Well, looking I'm at? looking at the National Association of Home Builders will report builder sentiment uh,
1: for November. It's gonna. It's probably still going to be not so great, but it's definitely going to be better. Right, L- it's going to be better than October, that's for sure. Right, as mortgage rates have ease somewhat. I expect builders to feel a little bit better about the future, I, I think anybody involved in the housing sector working in housing to feel very good about prospects going forward. Housing starts and building permits, uh, estimates from the US Census Bureau are expected to show another month of mild decline.
0: Just real quick, a data point, I mean, worth mentioning, because I mean, you know, we gave it a lot of attention as it was going up, but per Freddie Mac, that 30 year fixed rate mortgage as of Friday. Um, and just looking at it now. On Monday, December 18th, 6.95%. Yeah. So under seven. That's right.
1: Uh and 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 again, I you know, I've talked about this to a lot of people. I said, look, soft lending scenario doesn't mean mortgage rates are gonna fall off a cliff. They're not. Don't expect mortgage rates to keep coming down. They're gonna ease a little bit, they're gonna stabilize somewhere. Uh, and as inflation moderates further, you're gonna get maybe less crazy market reactions and less rate volatility. But that's about it. And that's enough. That's good enough. That's good enough, right? Um, so I so we so we got mortgage purchase applications on the rise. Right, so of course, that signals new home sales. New home sales are likely to continue to increase. There was a little bit of a dip in October. Uh, totally normal. Uh, October dip was both you know seasonal stuff, but also the high, the increase in mortgage rates. We hit eight percent mortgage rates in October, so I was absolutely crazy. Uh, that's come down somewhat, uh, somewhat. It's come down a full percentage point plus in the last month, and so I I expect uh, new home sales, even if they were maybe flat or slightly negative, to come back roaring, uh, at the start of 2024, first in December but also at the start of 2024. Uh, existing home sales probably expected to be, uh, to still fall, to be negative uh, on the month. Uh, according to our own Zillow data, the flow of existing homes coming on the market is now just 14% below the average pre-pandemic level compared to 35% to the 35% shortfall in April, which means that even though existing home sales may, con- may have declined again, that uh, because new listings, the flow of existing homes coming on the market is increasing again at a slow pace, but still positive gains. So like we're starting to see these gains, these people coming back on the market, especially relative to last year where they just sat out completely. Well, that progress, that improvement on the new listings front means that existing home sales is likely to improve. We know demand is going to be pretty strong, right? Because of all the factors I highlighted, demographic factors, real wages improving, financial wealth improving. And so it's just a matter of whether or not existing homeowners are going to want to sell. Are they going to want to give up those low mortgage payments? And and for that, I say, look, there's a ton of Americans that actually own their house outright. And those people are coming back, right? Um, There's a lot of people who also were waiting on the sidelines because they were like, well, you know, rates are high and they're moving a lot and there's a lot of uncertainty about the future, so I don't know what to do. And now they're seeing, hey, my job's pretty secure. The labor market's pretty strong, right? Mortgage rates are easing a little bit. Maybe they're not going to continue coming down all that much, so I'm going to go back in, and they're starting to come back in. So we're starting to see that. And so I think even though existing home sales continue to decline through the end of this year, we might see a small rebound
0: uh into the new year in 2024 yeah so so I mean there are a lot of people that have you know obviously fired up about what's gone on with the with the stock market the Dows had you know as of uh you know the open today I believe it's seven consecutive Old-time weeks odds, and wins all right? time um all yeah I, I, the numbers I mean the numbers are 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 I mean the I mean they're they're favorable right um how long can this last? And I mean, you know, you can't forecast an entire an entire an entire year. Um, but man, it seems like you know the trend's your friend until it's not. Yeah. This this is seems well, like way yeah, I mean, way no, too hot. This <sighs> is
1: this was caused by a major uh, what I call overreaction by the market to to the Fed last week, right? So the Fed comes out and says, "Hey, inflation's moving in the right direction." And so because inflation is moving in the right direction, we're going to hold the line. But they actually, in their summary of economic projections, started penciling in potential rate cuts right, uh, for, for next year. And, uh, and, and what's crazy about that is that uh, we did nothing crazy on the Fed's end. I think the Fed is doing the right thing in the sense that, look, no, you're talking about right. the reaction side of this, that, or that's the right. interpretation So, following that it's the job. This the the, the the a good Fed is looking ahead and managing risks and saying, "Look, you know, inflation's come down. We don't want a policy to become too restrictive and cause a, and cause a re- recession." So, the, a good Fed is going to start thinking about its forecast that way, and so they pencil in their forecast and their forecast is what caused the market to overreact. The market is now penciling in six rate cuts, six rate cuts in 2024. The Fed is talking about potentially two or three rate cuts, just adjusting policy so it's not too restrictive. So it doesn't become too restrictive. And again, the Fed chair comes out and says, we're gonna wait and see what happens. But this is kind of the individual forecast of members of the FOMC. And the market went crazy with this. The, so so much so that if you think we're gonna have six rate cuts in 2024, then you're essentially predicting we're gonna be in a recession next year. And so that, that's not actually good for Wall Street either, right? It, it, like, it, if you really think we're gonna get six rate cuts next year, then you're saying we're gonna be in a recession. If that if that downturn, that decline in economic activity, eh, 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 it does not materialize and we start to see stronger and stronger number or we start to see inflation disinflation stagnate a little bit then the market will correct
0: well i mean the way that it worked out i mean the way up you know to to the to the borrowing the fed borrowing rate that we have now was a what 20 month process was it 20 months of steady growth and now you know we sort of hit this plateau and everybody's like feels like they've got a a good understanding of the ground and now we're going to take some stair steps down I mean, the Fed said three. Well, I've well, heard they, analysts They, they didn't on, even say it, right? You know, it's just the individual, right? You know, the For, individual members. It's me. yes. so like, hey, I look at the right. activity and this is what I'm thinking, right? This Fed group, though, has telegraphed a fair amount of information. So I, I think that maybe, you know, that, 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 that the number three in terms of the number of cuts, since that's been um, sort of either mentioned or included in Fed notes, I mean, that's- that, I'm not saying that that's gospel. They were thinking about it. if you look at the summary of economic projections back in
1: like June, I think what what, I, what it was, I can't remember. Two 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 cycles ago, it was it was essentially sim, it was similar to this one. This one this one includes an extra cut, and then they changed it. They raised it in September when they realized that economic activity was too strong, right? And they re, they revised it up. So they do that all the time. They make these revisions all the time right it, it, it and they change the revisions based on the information they have at the time and so, and so it's what i think is absolutely interesting and the market usually runs with it but doesn't doesn't run that far i think there was a lot of pent up anxiety people waiting for the cycle to be over to to have some confirmation that the fed would not be raising anymore and that the fed would be prepared to cut you know and that anticipation is what caused investors to go absolutely crazy and unfortunately Financial and credit conditions are easing rapidly as a result of that. And what that means is the process of disinflation could slow. We may not get, we may not get inflation declining in a in a straight line. And that means that potentially the market could react in the opposite direction. Right? And that right. So, but but anyway, if in fact if the, Fed was, the Fed is acting because it's taking into account. Remember, we talked about headwinds and tailwinds in a previous podcast. Well, if, in fact, the Fed is anticipating the same headwinds that I was referring to, right, and maybe just deliberately, right, trying to ease conditions so that we don't enter into a recession because they believe the headwinds in 2024 are going to be pretty strong, then, then that's good news, right? Then that's great. Uh, but, uh, but a market that's expecting six rate cuts when the Fed is only hinting at three and the Fed might not even
0: deliver three, right? Uh, could mean a correction. Yeah. I mean, and, 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 and I would say like, you know, that it's anyone's guess, but I think it might be fair to say that at this point, at this point, it's anyone's guess. I mean, there are a lot of factors that could that could pull the levers up or down. We could get we could get more cuts. We could get fewer cuts. We could get an well, increase. Well,
1: I don't think we're gonna get it, an increase. Let's not go that far, Chris. I don't think we're gonna get an increase. And the reason I don't think we're gonna get an increase is because inflation expectations are are, are falling, and the labor market's still cooling. So I don't think we're gonna get an increase. But I really believe. That we may not be able, we may not see those rate cuts at the start of this year. For example, the PCE price index comes out next week and I don't think we're, we're it's probably going to be flat on the month, right? And it's, it, you know, core PCE is probably going to be flat on the month. Headline PC is coming down because we get some supply chain improvements. We got energy prices falling, all that stuff, but core might, core might not be moving down fast enough. And so if, if it doesn't, then you're not going to get that rate cut at the start of the year, right? Like the market anticipates. And, and by the way, for the market, let me just say this. If you believe there's going to be six rate cuts in 2024, then you believe we're going to be in a recession. And that's not good for Wall Street. It's just not. So I I think, you know, I hear these commentators, analysts, cheering the rate cuts. But let me put it this way again. If you believe we're going to get six rate cuts, it's because something's severely broken with the U.S. economy and that the consumer is struggling and that's not good for wall street uh and and so that's that's what i'm gonna end on so i i, I think the market could correct uh a little bit because it give up some of these gains because it just went too far uh, and you're just overreacting to the Fed news.
0: Always great to be with you. For Dr. D. Divangi, this has been Chris Krug. Subscribe to Everyday Economics and dozens of other high-quality podcasts at americastalking.com. Are you tired of news that puts politics over people?
1: At the nonprofit Franklin News Foundation, we believe in putting people over politics by delivering nonpartisan news and audio content that serves you, the American taxpayer. With Franklin News Foundation, you can read fact-based, state-focused news for free at thecentersquare.com. You can listen to civil, balanced conversations between policy experts through our podcast network at americastalking.com. Or you can get in-depth news on K-12 education spending, curriculum, and school safety at chalkboardnews.com. It's all free through Franklin, where we put you, the American taxpayer, first in every story, episode, and conversation. And it's only possible through our supporters. Together, we can produce content that puts people over politics and brings Americans the news they deserve. Become a supporter today at franklinnews.org donate. Once again, that's franklinnews.org slash donate.